Welcome to Authentic Influence with host Anthony Chansamuth, the show where we get real and share the stories and struggles, strategies and tactics of successful influencers and entrepreneurs so that you too can take action to create the life and business that you choose. And now over to Anthony. Welcome to Authentic Influence Live. It's Anthony Chansamuth from Simple Creative Marketing. And uh, in this episode, we are going to go into the world of SEO uh, and contents and show you how to uh, do keyword research. Now, I'm going to invited uh, one of our partners and, and uh, a great friend back onto the show because when it comes to understanding SEO, keywords, all these things, um, how to get traffic online uh, and how to sort of incorporate that into content. Uh, my man, Gert Melek from seoleverage.com uh, is the expert to talk to. All right. So welcome back to the show, Gert. Hi, and thank you so much for having me. <laughs> now, it's uh, it's it's getting late over there in, um, in Spain. So uh, we'll, we'll work our way through this and then we'll get you off again <laughs> as soon as possible. Uh, and I appreciate you having me. Yeah, appreciate you joining me. These time zone differences are a bit of a challenge mm -hmm. sometimes. Okay, so um, yeah, let's talk about keyword research um, before we get into uh, you know you jumping to Ahrefs and, and and working through a process and, and a demo of how you use it. Uh, I'd like just to, on a high level, uh, maybe talk to you about um, your philosophy or approach to keyword research. And if someone's watching this, going, okay. You know, they have a product to sell or a service to sell um, because, you know, a lot of our audience is B2B, as you know, um, you know, and they're thinking, OK, well, how do I do that? You know, I, I want to increase the traffic coming to my website. Um, but at the end of the day, what I want is I want more bookings. Right. I want more sales of a product um, if they're SaaS. Right. It, it's uh, and so what's your um, just a broad philosophy? I know you've got uh, the Erica framework and, and we will link to the book um, in the show notes and everyone, you should go read that and, and, and understand more on, on how uh, SEO leverage and how Gert works and his teamwork. But um, the first thing that comes to my mind is this question around, is it even possible in 2021 to go after um, high volume, low uh, competition keywords? Is that, is that, uh, you know, possible now? Is it too late? Right? Is it? Uh, what's your sort of re immediate response to that question? Uh, immediate response: You probably don't want to go after high volume keywords in the first place. In many cases, okay. So some SEOs might now bash me with <laughs> some hammer or whatever. Um, we really want leads, right? And I think what sets us apart in um, in SEO is that our entire SEO process is really leads or outcome based. And what this means is that if I want to get a certain type of traffic, I don't want only traffic on my website. Nobody's going to be happy with thousands and thousands of visitors that don't do anything on the website. You want to get the right visitors and the right visitors are going to identify themselves because they perform certain searches on Google that are where they just indicate that they are about to take action. I'm going to give you an example. I do want to get a new car. I did want to get a new car two years ago already. And I have been searching for car options for two years, three years, probably. 
and I might be getting a new car either next year or the year afterwards because my car is still okay and I don't need a new one. Um, but based on how I search, I'm going to either raise my hand as being ready to take action or I'm going to raise my hand as someone who is just browsing around and likes checking out some cars without any intention to take action. And what if we make this a little bit more specific, we can say if, if I um, like I'm interested in an SUV, SUV, right? If I type in SUV, there is no buyer's intent. There is no mm. specific uh, intended shows that I'm going to take action. But if I search for SUV Madrid, for example, apparently, and I'm living in Madrid, so apparently I'm interested in learning more about what kind of SUVs do we have here, what kind of car um, car dealerships sell SUVs in Madrid. I might be interested then in a second hand rather than a new one, probably if I have a location in there. So I'm already showing with my search, which has a much lower search volume than SUV, that I'm ready to take action. So in many, many cases, we're going to see the high search volume terms, really high search volume, apart from them having probably a lot of competition because all the car brands are trying to rank for those. They are not going to lead to leads or sales anytime soon. They are nice to have. Obviously, everybody, every car dealership wants to rank if someone types in SUV, but very often it doesn't even make sense because they are not going to get the results out of it. So you really want to uh, essentially work your way backwards and say, okay, what is it as a sell? How are people going to act when they are ready to really take action? And what are they going to search before that moment? And you're going to come up with a lot of searches, with a lot of angles, with a lot of questions you can answer on your on your blog, on your website that are not going to have huge amounts of volume, but at least they bring the right people in. We have clients that get 5,000 leads a month, but they have to prune actively because they're just getting so many leads because they're not exactly able how to able to differentiate. They have those high search volume uh, rankings but then they have to be pruning all the time and throw away hundreds and even thousands sometimes of leads every month because they're just not the right people. They are not the right people that click on an email link you send them. They're not the right people that answer to a question you send them by email. They're not the right people to come back and search for more or, or take the next step, even if it's free or cheap or whatever. You just have a different quality. So yes, there are some high search volume keywords with low competition, the question is just really if it makes sense for your business to go after them. That's a really good point. And uh, what comes to my mind is the difference between, I guess, if you're, you're trying to build a brand, right? So you want to really just build volume because you're, you're, you want that um, brand reputation and you want to be able to um, attract maybe different types of opportunities. So it's not specifically just for the sale. Okay. So if you were, um, I'm thinking of like an e-commerce brand, obviously they want sales as well, but um, they want to be, you know, in the market saying, Hey, we have a hundred thousand visits to our site that can lead to media. If that's what they want, right. It just depends on your goals. Um, and then the other thought that comes to mind is uh, tangential, what we call um, parallel content, which is content that doesn't really speak to your buyer but it speaks to maybe other, uh, it speaks to media, speaks to other influences in your industry. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that you want them to be sharing to, to really, uh, you know, 
build those backlinks from reputable organizations, you know, from Forbes and Inc. and these sort of things. Um, and that's more of a credibility play versus mm -hmm. this is what we want. Um, at the end of the day, we want to sell something um, mm -hmm. and, and build a business that way. So it really comes back to what's the broader marketing strategy and then, yeah, how does it tie to your business goals? Absolutely. And it speaks to a point that I always raise with my clients. Um, that is that we every piece of content we create needs to be created with an intent in mind. Okay, on the one hand, we need to know what's the purpose of this article, why do we spend time on creating this article, and if it is to attract influencers, media, etc., that's fine. At least we know why we're doing it, and it needs to if we want to have it SEO relevant, if we want to see it rank on Google and Google drive traffic to this piece of content, we need to make sure that it responds to a search intent. The search intent is like the very reason why somebody typed in a search query into Google's box. They want to accomplish something. Google talks about the task accomplishment. If you go to Google, you have a task in mind, be it the, to know the height of the Eiffel Tower, or be it the, your, your local vet's phone number and opening hours, or be it to find the best SUV option uh, you can afford. All good, all our search intents, you want to make sure that your piece of content is going to respond to a specific search intent and then uh, serve really a purpose here. That's really, really good. Uh, so uh, let's jump into Ahrefs uh, and, and work, work through a couple of examples. So I've got a community member here who's uh, building a SaaS product. And I, I think I mentioned this to you in, in the email. Um, they're really building a product that's competing with Loom, which has become the category leader uh, for uh, asynchronous communication, asynchronous meetings, um, and, and really with the, the pandemic and everyone starting to work from home or work, you know, remotely, uh, asynchronous messaging has become more of a popular search phrase or, or, or at least it's more, uh, more people understand what that means. Um, it's still not mainstream, but it's, but certainly, um, uh, so let's use that as the first example, and then we can uh, we can look at other examples. Uh, I've got a right. couple more for you as well. So makes sense. To... Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think it is. Here. Let me just share my screen. Sure. We can just share the entire screen here. Okay. So can you see my screen? Okay. Bringing it in right now. Here we go. Yes. I think okay. we just need to zoom into it because it's very small. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Here we have this Ahrefs tool. Um, everybody who wants to map out the content for a year or so definitely, I think, should get at least a month of sub subscription to make sure you can get some data here. Ahrefs, by the way, has a lot of information in their academy and their on their blog. They just launched a completely new course about how to use this tool. So there's a lot of information from Ahrefs, quality information you can definitely use. And, and I know my team uses definitely, especially when they start out with us. Um, one of the tools you're going to use is the Keywords Explorer. And the Keywords Explorer is just giving you a lot of um, a lot of information you can then work with. So for example, if this is screen recording, for example, we just need to feed it. We call this very often seed keywords. Okay, so we, we feed it with a few keywords to tell the tool where we want to go, right? So someone, if you think about it, I probably got ahead of myself here. If you think about it, someone who would be interested in a solution like Loom or an alternative product has a specific problem. So they definitely want to record their screen. They want to probably share their recording 
and they probably yeah, want to maybe edit this or or be able to hit pause which loom has others don't for example or things like those so we need to think backwards and say okay how um how is going someone going to search when they search for a tool where loom could be one of the possible options and the first thing that comes to my mind for example is screen recording absolutely that's a good one so yeah if i hit enter i can add multiple here if i hit enter I'm going to get a lot of information. It's easy to get lost, but we can just go through this really step by step. Ahrefs is going to assess how difficult it's going to be to rank for a certain keyword, right? Just as off the bat, they're going to pretty much tell us don't go specifically for a ranking for screen recording. It's going to be really, really hard. Why mm -hmm. is it going to be hard? Because they estimate that we need 247 websites recommending our services with a link in order to rank on page one for this keyword. What does this mean? It means we need 250 websites endorsing us, which for a new business is hard to do, just to rank for this keyword, which again is very broad and we might get a little bit more specific with less volume, but maybe have a higher conversion rate than into, into leads. So I can then uh, go to the next box and see what is the search volume? How has this uh, changed? And here it's interesting, for example, screen recording uh, was really big, obviously, when COVID started. Yeah. You can see there was a huge uplift. And then it flattened out a little bit. Uh, also, it would be interesting to compare these statistics with the stock prices um, of Zoom and, and, and the value the Loom brand had at a certain, certain moment in time, because it's probably correlating with these graphics as well. Mm, that's interesting. So you get, an, get an idea whether this is... Is this going up? Is this going down? Is this now it's pretty much flat? It has flattened out a little bit the screen recording theme. Uh, but it's just one one thing. Let's we can also see where the most volume is. So if I want to, to sell in the UK for whatever reason, I can see there is much bigger volume in the United States, for example, for screen recording. Right. I might also want to adjust this a little bit, or sometimes when doing server or some research, I might say, okay, this is only really used, this term is like used like this in in the UK, but not so much in the United States. So for me as a non-native speaker, this is definitely valuable information as well. And then um, you can just also scroll down and then it gets really, really interesting because you're going to get different angles around this topic. You obviously have the main match, but then you have specific angles as well. So how can I add screen recording on an iPhone, for example, it's a very specific one uh, that is much, is very different. Uh, to the screen recording itself for screen recording. I only had in mind the screen recording on the computer, but obviously we here, for example, we use screen recording on the phone as well to check the mobile version of a website, for example, and give our clients advice on conversion optimization, user experience, etc. We record also on the iPhone. Mm. But this is an angle where we see, okay, now we have 8,000 in search volume, not 67 anymore, but we are very specific. So what I can do is I can open this, for example, here in a new tab, just to really uh, check this. And I suddenly only need 68 links endorsing my services for, for to be eligible for a page one ranking, not 250 anymore. And this is already much closer if my SaaS product is really aiming as, at phones or has a phone option, definitely something I would consider, right? Let's stick with the main one, screen recording software, 7,500. So not only screen recording, where I might have people who don't even know how to do it, 
on screen recording software have people who are looking specifically for a tool so they know pretty much probably how this works they know there's software they just don't know which one to choose right we have people specifically looking for windows solutions for example i'm on a mac here if you're on a windows computer not every screen recorder is working for you and vice versa so people get very very specific and you can see these are just a few terms that are matches we have 23,000 of those right so we can really explore those further or something I, I really like is exploring questions for example i have a client where we started without exaggeration i think 11 years ago answering client questions on their mm -hmm. blog so pretty much we we take every question they have ever heard and put it in uh, convert it into a blog post title is the question then the answer in an seo optimized fashion and they get tons and tons of leads just because we are just in the mind of their audience we talk to their salespeople, we ask them what are the questions that are coming up all the time and then we get those ranking one of the questions this is an office refurbishment company one of the questions is how how much is an office refurbishment it's a stupid question there's no <laughs> way to, to give you an answer how much is a car right but it's a question people ask all the time and once you they come to this article and you tell them look roughly per square meter count on x amount of money we are serving their search intent because yeah. now they know that they can't afford the 100 square meter uh, office they can only afford the 50 square meter office because the refurbishment otherwise is going to be too expensive we help them accomplish their task and we get tons of leads out of this article so questions answering specific questions that you probably know by heart as a business owner as a sales person uh, on your blog is already going to bring in the right people probably at the right time right? so uh, i really like your the example you just you just gave and also um you're talking a lot about search intent how, how if we're looking through these keywords like oh, what we're seeing on the screen here for example and we you know screen recording was what we initially started with mm -hmm. how do we determine what the search intent is um is that uh, a, yeah excellent excellent question um once Google essentially is the one who knows what the search intent is. So Google is going to figure out what people probably want to see if they make a certain search online, right? Sometimes we are going to know what the search intent is. So if someone says how to stop screen recording on Mac, we know what the search intent is. So they somehow figured out how to record the screen, maybe with QuickTime or whatever on a Mac. And they don't know how to stop it because they don't see the controls on their screen right so we probably know what this can be with screen recording we're probably not sure because it can be a lot of things we already see with the close variations we get here that there is a lot of of different um possible options so here on Ahrefs, we can scroll down and check out what does google rank and we get the top 10 directly here so mm. for screen recording, these are the top 10. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry, we're in the United States here from the market here. These are the top 10 that are ranking in the United States. Okay. And now I literally go through this list. Here we have an, with a list with more details here. And I open all those up. Okay. I open those up and go through those. If this is a keyword I really consider. I don't do this for thousands of keywords. But if this is a keyword where I really think this could be for us, I just really quickly go through those and check this out. Because ultimately, these are the articles where Google thinks 
users that search for screen recording are happy with the result right. they get. Okay. So if these are, these are not articles, this is a how-to, for example, right? How to record on a Windows. This is not mm. something someone who would search for for a paid tool that competes with Loom, right? Here we have right. a Chrome plugin, right? a Chrome plugin uh, that I can add for free. Also doesn't really resonate with what I'm doing unless I have a Chrome plugin for my solution, then I could possibly see, okay, this could be something we can also try to rank our Chrome plugin here. Next one, we have Apple support directly with a step-by-step -step instruction how to do this on the phone. We had the free screen recorder. This is like a screen, the screen, a screencast-o-matic is a very, very well-known tool for quite a while. Um, yeah. So we see this one would be in line with what we try to achieve. Okay, so we have kind of step-by-step -step instructions and a few tools as a search intent, as I understand it. Right, tools so, plus apps. Yeah. Okay. This so this is this is probably the first one that we've seen, which is actually an article on how to screen record. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Sometimes, okay. sometimes the search intent is specifically a homepage. Right. So you search for some gen so very generic queries with high search intent often are triggering homepages rather than in your articles, mm. which yeah. makes it sometimes a little bit hard to, um, to then fine tune another very good candidate, for example, is the screen recording software one we had screen recording software. I would expect also to see quite a few homepages. Uh, not really interesting to have more comparison software, apparently. So here we have all kinds of sites that compare different screen recorder products. So the search intent seems to be a comparison rather than a specific tool. So Google thinks that if someone searches for screen recording software, they want to see a, um, a set of options. Yeah, they're looking. For, they're doing yeah. research versus the other one, which is more exactly the yeah. other one doesn't possibly doesn't really go in in any direction. So the search intent is really mixed. I would say mm. between some specific tools, to step by step instructions, to apps, to Chrome plugins, etc. Google doesn't know. So sometimes the best guess Google has is a mix of different options. And they say, if people are not on a Windows computer, they might be interested in a Chrome plugin, or they might be interested in how to do this on an iPhone, or they might be interested in this in this tool. And why does Google come up with these options? Because they have probably had this selection on thousands of searches, and most people seem to be happy with this. And they found something here they really liked. Whereas the other one on the screen recording software is really much, uh, sorry, the other one on screen recording software is definitely much more focused around uh, comparisons. And this is why no, no home pages are ranking, right? You, you do see the, the screencast-o-matic is the only tool I think I recognize right here from the yeah. other one are all comparisons. And then the, if I want to search for screen, to rank for screen recording software, I also need to produce a comparison. It's as simple as that for a start. Right. If I produce a long form article about my tool and I aim to rank for screen recording software, I'm going to be losing the battle right from the start because I produce something Google doesn't want to rank because they don't think it's related to the search intent. So that's a really fascinating point, uh, Gert, because I think it, it's it's definitely a good idea to understand what the inter intent is and, and the way you're doing it is looking at well, what's what's you know using HRS 
um, to look at, okay, well, here's the top 10 articles. We looked at each page individually to see what, what does it look like? How is it laid out? And we've determined, okay, for this particular keyword, it's um, going to be comparisons. So obviously the, someone searching for this keyword is looking for uh, advice around what's the best tool perhaps, or what are the options uh, that they, they have. Um, so then if you, one thing that's gone through my mind is, okay, well, if I produce another article that is exactly like those, right, um, that doesn't really, um, how can I do better, right? Because if I, if I do another article, which is 10 screen recording software, right, um, I'm now competing on things like domain authority, right? Some of these sites like TechSmith have been around for decades. <laughs> Apple, well, I'm not going to beat Apple, right? Um, so uh, what options do I have then to actually get my content into page one for this particular keyword? You, you essentially need to zoom in further, right? right. I would, especially in this, there are niches where you can go after the big ones because they're just not that, um, that worked on for so many years. Screen recorders is definitely a difficult one to get in. There's just so much content, so many affiliates producing a lot of content to get screen recorders compared, pros and cons and link, affiliate links, etc. You have a lot of competition here, right? So you want to probably really identify what is it, what could be a query where your product can shine, where there's not a lot, com a lot of competition and go a little bit broader. We zoomed in really quickly here, right? There is a term here, for example, that says matching or an option that says matching terms. I'm sorry, I'm going to do this on the screen recording. Well, I'm on the screen. I've searched for screen recording. I click on matching terms. And now I get thousands of results, so 23,000 right now, okay? Mm -hmm. So now I can I can start to narrow a few things down. Something we can do very quickly to get lower competition and be more specific is, for example, to work with a higher word count. We call longer terms, we call them long-term keywords, a long-tail keywords, sorry. Long-tail keywords, meaning keywords that are very specific, um, and they usually contain multiple words. So screen recording with two words versus at least three or four words is going to already give me more specific searches. And now I, if I say, okay, I'm, I really don't want any searches around the iPhone, so I can exclude everything that contains iPhone. Right. I can um, search for global search volume should be maybe less than 2000 let's go a little bit zoom in a little bit more and then check out what kind of queries do i get and now on the left hand side have like main uh terms if i have an ipad app app for example i probably can explore the ipad option and see what kind of terms around screen recording and ipad do exist and suddenly i have a lot of a lot of queries I can target with a keyword difficulty below 30 or 40, which is very doable usually. And then I can dig deeper and say, okay, what is actually ranking for this, right? So if someone mm -hmm. is searching for, for screen recording on an iPad, it has a 43, it's not easy, easy. It has 900 search volume. I can now, sorry, uh, just dig somewhere by mistake. I go back to this, uh, to this term and click on SERPs and can check out directly here on Ahrefs what is ranking for screen recording on iPad. 
and then do the same thing again. Check out the top ones, support and Apple. Obviously, this is iPad. Their brand is strong. We have seen it, which is going to be hard to beat as well. But we have this apps VA or APS VA.us. Right. It does have, does have a decent domain rating, but only three links pointing to it. Mm -hmm. So this could be could be a potential option. It's still probably tricky to get in here, but there might be an angle around the iPad screen recording where we actually can rank, right? So I can, for example, search for keyword difficulty specifically and say I want to target everything that's 30 or less in difficulty and see if there is anything uh, that makes sense for me. I'm still on an iPad theme, but we all, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> I can just leave this and go back maybe to the recording theme. And now I'm searching for low difficulty, still decent volume, three words at least with no iPhone in there. And then I can see what else can I can I target here. It really comes down to knowing your product and how are people going to search for something where you can actually shine or what questions are they going to ask where you can, uh, can give a good answer. Mm -hmm. even options, right? We have clients who compare themselves in the SaaS space with their competitors because right. clients are going to be put in Loom versus another brand and they try to, to rank for Loom versus their brand, for example, just to make sure that they control the, the narrative there. Yeah, so you, that's you a good point. And then go to go really deeper there. Yeah. You're listening to Authentic Influence. Learn the tips, strategies, and practices for taking your influence to the next level. Now, back to the show. I noticed like when we you were going through, just the, looking through each of the um, results and the pages on page one for screen recording, uh, they're not like, they're, they're not long form content. It's not. 2000 word article, you know, 5,000 word articles. A lot of them are just product pages. Um, directly, mm -hmm. here's the product, you know, buy here or get a trial or whatever it may be. Um, so it's really, well, by doing the comparison in that way, you can you can then work out, okay, well, well what type of content needs to be here? Um, and as you were going through, you know, looking at different um, related keywords and whatnot, the other thing that was coming to my mind is, well, you know, what is the, um, what are the use cases for the product, right? And for a SaaS, uh, that's something that that's worthwhile to explore. So you can look at, well, okay, why are, why are our users actually using the tool, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so another angle here would be, okay, well, are they using it? They're using it for virtual online meetings, virtual meetings. They're looking, mm -hmm. they're using it for, um, Zoom fatigue is a big one right now. Uh, you, you've probably heard of, heard of the phrase, um, and I, I, think I did a search for it a couple of days ago and, and there's opportunities around that keyword um, mm -hmm. and talking about, you know, well, using a tool like Loom or an alternative alternative to Loom um, can can actually help remove Zoom fatigue because you're not on, you know, virtual uh, conference calls all, all day. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think runners communication is a big theme right now as well, right? So right. I'm really, okay, how can I work asynchronously? Uh, Slack has just launched a new feature here as well. Where they, where they allow you to quickly record something so the other person, when they are around and working, they can watch it and record something back. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of different entry points. And this 
it's just so important and i can't stress this enough to to get into the mind of your target audience i mean you have you've been doing a lot much more work there in this in this regard uh than we do but we try to really make sure that our clients just spend enough time to think about the situation their clients are on they're in so what is really the situation what is like you say the use case or the problem they need to solve this could be they want to write have an automated webinar running and they don't know how mm. to screen and upload the screen recording for example right so you really want to know what their issues are and then speak to their issues just around the automated webinar theme you could write 20 30 articles just by typing this in and say okay what are the questions around this right uh, if it's screen recording, there are a lot of questions you can answer, right? Questions are going to be, so. Um, for example, here on top, you can specifically zoom into questions. It's okay, what does, what makes sense that I answer on my blog? Whereas, okay, if, if a person asks this question on Google and they come to my blog and they get an answer, does it make sense to expose these people at this stage to my brand? Because they might have a problem with an alternative software that my software solves simple example loom in the free version has a time limit if i have an alternative yes. product that doesn't and has other features maybe in the premium plan this could be something where i could target searches around loom with a time limit issue or is there a way to skip the time limit in the free loom software or something like this and then I said, no, there isn't, but you can to use my, our tool, which doesn't have a time limit or the time limit is much higher, for example. Right. right. So you get someone who searches actively for a solution to a problem where you have the solution. So you explain them, give them some more context, but explain on your side how you are going are uh, the much better option. So I'm looking at that one on the screen right now that says, how long does screen recording last? So that could be what you're talking about there you can then talk about the time limits on various software um you know and, and yeah what's the average number of <laughs> that's an interesting question for people to ask um now what you, you use an example of a client that you worked with who um really just looked at what are the questions that our customers and prospective customers are asking and then went and created a bunch of contents or article related around those those questions those queries uh, can you talk about the approach there? Like, do you, uh, for example, if you were to pick a, a, a one of these questions or, or a couple of these questions that you're seeing on the screen here, um, what about content size? Does, does Ahrefs give you some indication of, of you know, how long that, that piece of content needs to be? Um, because, you know, some questions are like, one question, you can answer that in one paragraph. You don't need a whole page for that. Right, but it's really the, the instance or uh, the element that's decisive is, is Google, right? So yeah. you, you said before we were, we were seeing some short product descriptions and that's right, but it's Google who decided that people resonate well with short descriptions there. There are other search intents where people expect 5,000 words, right? And there was a trend that still is a little bit hanging into the industry today. Uh, a few years back, you, you usually ranked better with a longer piece of content which it was when people really tried to stuff whatever they could into an article just to make it longer because they knew they were getting more exposure and more traffic, which right. is no longer the case. Google figured out that it's not the length. They were talking about deep articles or in-depth articles, etc. It's not the length, it's that the article needs to serve a purpose. An article, we very often do keyword research with, them, with, um, with one keyword in mind. 
articles are going to rank for hundreds or even thousands of keywords, the same article, just because Google is going to try to match them, them with a lot of different articles. So hmm. I was going to, for example, how long does screen recording last? I just open up the SERPs, the search engine result page here. Um, and you can see for how many, how many keywords those articles rank. This one ranks for 300 keywords. This TechSmith article ranks for 3,400 keywords. Gotcha. So this means that obviously we, we start somewhere, but then we really need to do a lot of research. And so, okay, how can I, how come that the number five ranking gets 4,000 in traffic and mm. the number three ranking gets 400? Why? Because the 4,000 one has ranks this for 3,000 different keywords. Why do they rank for 3,000 different keywords? Length and depth can be one of one part of it, but we also see they have a lot of backlinks. Every other article that references this one is going to give Google more context about this article. So if I have an article on seoleverage.com talking about uh, how to record from an iPhone and a link to this article, Google suddenly is going to make a connection between SEO and screen recording yeah. and attribute this connection to this specific article. So we can then in Ahrefs, let's continue with, with some practical training, in Ahrefs we can check out those keywords and we can see what is, this is all the same URL and we can see where they rank. Page Position one to 10 is a page one ranking and we can see they rank for a huge amount of keywords very very different but all pretty much versions of similar topics so how to turn it on how to turn it off how to record an iphone 7 iphone 11 etc it's all variations of the same keyword so even if you have like very low search volumes they still add up and then again the search volume is really an orientative metric that not necessarily is close to reality so there is no tool that actually is able to measure properly the search volume, not even Google, who should really know better, gives you exact or, or precise search volume data. What they do is they give you a rough idea, but until uh, you try it yourself or you run ads on this keyword to see how many impressions you get and what impression share you have, etc., and then extrapolate the, the, the possible volume in your target market, you really don't know. Right. So you, you, you use the volume to guide yourself and say, okay, I'm not going to spend too much effort on an article that ha where all keywords I have found have a search volume of 10. I might be ranking for it, but I might be getting 15 visitors a year. And with a 2%, 5% conversion rate, it might not be worth the effort. Um, on the other hand, you want to probably avoid like the high volume terms or at least know why and how you're going to target those. But an article can rank for thousands of keywords. This one ranks for 3,400 in the States, for 200 in Australia, for 200 wow. in the UK. It's the exact same article. Let's check out this article, right? Let's see what how they approach this topic. The article isn't even especially long, the article itself, right? It's a nice almost article. Like, yeah, like it, this is almost a Q&A. Like these are just questions, but they haven't framed them as questions. They're just step by step, right? So why, why record your screen? This is reasons why you should record your screen, right? Pretty much. Hmm. Give feedback to do this, to do that, uh, blah, blah, blah. 
And then the real context in this case comes from all the links that enter, come in here. So Google is not able to rank just this article alone for 3000 keywords. But with all the other articles that refer to this one as a reference, Google has a lot of context and has 200 other articles. And from all those with the context with this article, they can then rank this article for 3000 keywords. So are you referring to internal linking? So internal and external linking. And internal is an important part we control easily. External linking very often needs a link building campaign with an external link building team in place uh, yeah. that actually reaches out to other blogs that might be relevant and gets some content published and then links to yours, etc. Uh, but also internal linking counts. So the way how you relate to articles with each other is definitely really, really important to give Google more context. So Google, we, I always say Google is a very smart, but very dumb machine, right? <laughs> so they have, they have figured out a lot of things, but it's still a dumb machine. And the machine learning algorithm and artificial intelligence needs a lot of context, right? I know you have been uh, speaking to one of the people who know the most about artificial intelligence writing. And mm -hmm. I've heard you speak about it. I've read your content about it. And you know, artificial intelligence can do amazing things these days. But if you don't give it any context, if you don't tell it which kind of text you want it to create, who is this for, what's the style, etc. It's just guessing, right? So artificial intelligence grows or gets better with context. And the more context you give it, the more uh, high quality results you're going to get. I very often compare this in my, when I do a presentation or, or speak on a webinar, etc., with the dots from those uh, children's puzzles where they kind of draw a car by connecting the dot number one to dot number two and dot number three, and they connect all the dots and then it shows like a car, right? Mm, yeah. So this is what Google, Google does. Google needs to connect the dots. If you just give Google one article, I was just literally before this, um, this Facebook Live on a call with a client um, who has hundreds of pieces of content, but every single piece stands on its own. So right. they uploaded this. This is what 90% of bloggers do. We hate new blog posts spend some time writing, hit publish, are happy that we have updated our blog post. And then we do next week, you do the same thing again. But we do not take the next step and think, okay, how does this article relate to all the others I've written? And can I relate all those to talk about problems with screen recorders together, link them properly together so people who read one can click through to the next one. And Google, when they index one, they know how this is related to the others. Mm. This is such a big, important topic uh, where it's just really important that you have your content structure laid out. And so this year we're going to create 50 pieces of content. Those 50 pieces are going to get, go together in this structure. This one is related to this one. This one is related to this one. We map this out on a spreadsheet, right? Where we just have the hierarchy based on different columns. So we know these are the main articles. These are some more specific ones, and these are some even more specific ones. And we map this out, and then we know that when we create a piece of content, we already know how this is going to be related internally, and then we can still work on external linking. And that's when you build what you call a content cluster, because you've looked at these are all related topics within one sort of broad main topic, I suppose. Exactly, exactly. A content cluster means that you have like an entry piece of a pillar content. Usually this pillar content, like 
starts talking about certain subtopics, but then links to a more specific article. So if I have a pillar article that says, what is a car? And I say, okay, a car is a vehicle that brings you from point A to point B. A car consists in an engine, in, uh, in a chassis, in four wheels, and I don't know what, right? Um, then when you talk about the four wheels, you have an article about wheels, specifically addressing wheels, right? And tires probably. So you link to this wheels article. I'm not going to have all the information on my pillar article about what is a car. I have further information on more specific articles. When I'm on the wheels article, I'm going to have a link back to this what is a car article, just because I want to put those two pieces of content in connection with each other. And this is what then is called a content cluster. I have an entry point, I have specific articles, and I might have one layer of more specific articles. So when I talk about wheels, I might have a specific article that then talks about the tires. And linking this together forms a logical structure, not only for Google, but also for users, because they come in wherever they want in this structure with a more specific or more generic search, and they're going to click through in order to find their answer. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that that makes me think of um, the user experience when you're using something like YouTube and, you know, you watch a video and then it gives you recommendations related to that specific topic. Like it's not going to give you recommendations that are completely unrelated. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, TikTok's the same, the, the way the algorithm works, it looks at what pieces of content have you looked at already. And then it says, okay, the, the AI goes and says, okay, let's find more of similar content. And that keeps you on, on the app because it, it you know, um, it, it's very, so if we were to think of our keywords in that way, uh, it's kind of like, well, what's, what's, what are the different, and I like that. I like how you bring, you bring it back to, well, what's the objective? What are you trying to do here? Are you trying to, you know, use the, uh, the example of you searching for a car, a car or perhaps an SUV or whatever it may be. Um, and so if you're, as a user, you're searching for these specific things, these specific uh, phrases or keywords, then the results have to match your intent, right? Uh, otherwise, it's, you're just going to, unless you're just curious and you want to read, you know, how, you know, 10 best ways to drive an SUV, <laughs> um, you're probably not going to jump in there. Uh, if you're going to see another article or a page, which is, you know, his the three best models and the comparisons between those and the prices and all those sort of things that mm -hmm. you're, where your mind is at. So, so that's very, very uh, great advice. Okay. So uh, we're going to, we're, we're already, uh, um, I wanted to just respect your time and there's a lot more we can dig into here. Um, but uh, any sort of final thoughts around just, is, is Ahrefs enough as a tool to use, or do you use other tools in in conjunction with it um, to then go and produce uh, key, uh, content um, that mm -hmm. speaks to you know your your buyer intent? But probably for for Ahrefs is definitely enough, I think, for a start to make sure that you have an idea where this is going, um, what kind of keywords, what kind of examples are ranking. Um, you can go through those, make some notes and say, okay, what do these articles have in common? What do those articles, how long should they be? Do they all talk about the same? Is this all comparison or is this um, something that um, or are the different intents mixed, which I might be able to, um, to leverage in my article as well. Then when it comes to SEO writing, there are a couple of tools that are really 
coming in handy with a little bit of a learning curve though, uh, which we use one is Surfer SEO and the other one is InLinks. And what those tools do is essentially what I did years ago with a, with a notepad and pen and paper essentially, where I just opened up the top 20 articles that were ranking and made notes about every single article. And I said, what are they talking about? Um, okay, this one is talking about webinars when it comes to screen recording. Okay, let's check out the next one. Next one is talking about webinars, but also about support, technical support, right? Okay, next one is talking about webinars again, but not about technical support, but automated webinars, right? So I note down automated webinars. The tools in links and Surfer SEO essentially do this for you. So they analyze the top ranking sites and give you an idea what kind of themes do they talk about? How long should your article be in order to fit in? But it takes a little bit of experience and a little of a learning curve. So we we use tools like Surfer or InLinks, for example, but with some guidance for our clients. So we have those tools, we pay for them, a lot of money, we pay for them. So our clients can, can use them when we think it makes sense. So they tell us, look, I want to rank for such and such. We do the research. We give them like a specific link from one of those tools where it's okay. Now it makes sense that you link, you check out this link because you're going to see these keywords you really should be talking about. Apart from what you want to convey, make sure that you tackle those points in order to make sure that the piece of content you create is eligible for page one. What we see very often is that people know a lot about their space. So they just write from their experience. And I can talk for hours about SEO. I love talking about SEO, but this doesn't mean that what I produce is going to be something that Google wants to rank. Mm. I need to be, make sure that I match my expertise with Google's expectation, which ultimately shows what people want to see with their search intent. That's, uh, I think let's wrap up there. That's a key message. Um, and you know, it's, it's produced content that's relevant, that makes sense for people, um, the, the people you're trying to reach. Uh, I'm just going to bring up quickly, where is it here? Uh, a website that you might recognize. So for everyone who's watching this, uh, SEO leverage.com, that's, uh, you, where you can reach good and his team. Uh, one thing I would definitely recommend is if you haven't done it already, uh, book in for a quick audit and that's a good way to get uh, the SEO experts looking at your site and looking at where the real opportunities are to improve it. Uh, and then from there, that can lead into things like ongoing consulting um, and a link service. And, and, and another thing I would recommend is also grabbing uh, or listening to the, the podcast. So good. does a, a regular, how, are they weekly or what's your frequency on those? Yeah, we aim for a weekly. Yeah. Yep. You've hit 55 now, so uh, very well done. And um, try, try, try our, try our best. We're still, we're still fresh in this. <laughs> yeah, still early, but that's good. You know, we're, we're, uh, I, like, I like seeing you in the podcasting game. You speak very eloquently. Uh, and then also check out the book. So here you can download uh, Erica, the Erica framework, and you can learn all about um, just the philosophies and, and, and the strategy uh, that, that sort of underpins everything that, that Gerd is talking about here today. Okay, Gerd, thank you so much for joining us and taking us through Ahrefs. I know there's a whole lot more that you can dig into. It's a, it's a very powerful tool, uh, but I wanted our audience to see sort of the, the beginner uh, newbie level uh, to come in and, and, and start to play with it. You can actually grab a, a seven-day trial uh, of Ahrefs, uh, or I can't remember, they're doing different trial models, but um, uh, definitely a tool worth recommending. And I, I should actually grab Tim 
and bring him onto the show at some point. <laughs> Has he been on yours yet? Absolutely. No, not yet. I wasn't able to get him. He was so busy and he was like, yeah, let's do this in the second half of the year because he's got his planning like like months ahead. Really yes. hard to, to get hold of him. Uh, but I, I really like the tool because they are so active in the community. They have an amazing Facebook group. So if you're interested in nature, it's definitely recommendable to join the Facebook group. It's free. Uh, Tim Solo himself shares a lot of information there. Every new features, they have been rolling out a ton of features just this year, and they have a lot planned for next year as well. Um, and I think it's the tool that adjusts to SEO needs the quickest mm. from the tools available. And this is why it just became the standard tool for us and for a lot of SEO agencies and a lot of people really uh, focusing on SEO. And they, and they, from a content marketer perspective, they really get content marketing like that they, um you know look at their the youtube channel a lot of uh, free tutorials and whatnot are, are on there um but also i saw tim solo he he's a cmo for those who don't know uh for hrefs uh, he just tweeted out that they are for their next year they've committed to not running uh ppc campaigns and and they're doing that they're trying a different approach so uh, an experiment they're going through so that's something to keep an eye out for i think i think um, what, what what really worked for what really works for them really well it's a challenge but i think it's the best way to do it they just managed to create content that shows how you can use their tool to do even better and if you manage yeah. if you manage to do this for your business and this is what we try from office refurbishment to car dealership to everybody um make sure that we create content that just brings the brand for our from our clients into the center into the focus make sure they understand that this brand really is going to help them um and how this is ultimately i think the goal that then drives the leads as well yeah so you're just coming from a focus of serving <laughs> really like that's that's the Absolutely. intent yeah serving yeah. and long term long time uh long-term serving ultimately is giving the results but you want to make sure that on this journey you do a lot of things right for us here 100 all right good thank you so much uh everyone else seolevish.com go say hello and check out the uh, goods podcast and uh we will uh, i'm sure we'll have to go back uh, maybe at a time that he's more awake <laughs> but you've done well mate. you did well so. okay, we're, going, we're right. going to try better next time <laughs> <laughs> which means i have to get up earlier so that's okay uh all call, good <laughs> thanks a lot my friend and uh we will talk awesome. to you real soon thank you so much always a pleasure Now, just quickly, if you want to check out the show notes for this episode, just head over to simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash podcast, uh, and you can grab all the links and things and resources on there. And also, if you are a conscious entrepreneur, got a professional services business, working B2B, uh, and you've got an interest in building influence and income through showing up, serving others, and being real, then I invite you to join my Authentic Influence Warriors Facebook group. Uh, if you want to do that, just head over to simplecreativemarketing.com forward slash community. Okay, thanks for joining in, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Authentic Influence podcast at AuthenticInfluence.co.